The presenting sponsor of Mom Save America is Integration Partners, a nationwide network integrator specializing in cloud and security solutions. Integration Partners, what's possible? Hello, hello, and welcome to Mom Save America, a podcast dedicated to mom templating all things that spark controversy, question our parenting, and generally make us go, what the fuck? My name is Tina Graff, and I'm here with my more popular sidekick, Carrie Lucas. And I decided to F Marie Kondo and her spark joy in throwing things out because I've been doing that for the last, my entire life. The kids are like, mom, that's all you do is throw things away. That's so funny. Same. I didn't even know there was this big movement or whatever. Yeah, she's adorable. Actually, I really like her and I kind of want to be her, but. And I snapped somebody a a picture the other day because this weekend I did a major closet clean out. And they were like, oh, you're doing this such and such. And I was like. What? The Marie, no. the Marie Kondo. I literally do this once joy. a month. I mean, I'm always throwing things away. Me too. The kids are like, where is that? I'm like, it's yeah. gone. It, yeah. It's it's gone. You get three things that you get to keep a week, and that's about it. But, oh, like stuff from school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I don't even... Yeah, Ava brought home one thing this year that I've actually saved, but I don't even do that anymore. No, I, I have three bins, and once yep. they fill up, they're all done. Yep. But yeah. Yeah, I said to the kids, this doesn't spark joy for mommy, so it's going. Anyways, the show for today, we're going to be momtemplating a few things. Uh, the Super Bowl, Keeping Up with the Trumpanos. See, I've moshed that together. Okay. Now I like both names, Keeping Up with the Trumps and the Trumpanos. Yeah, wonderful. So now I've, <laughs> I'm good like that. Keeping Up with the Trumpanos, see what's happening there. And maybe if we get a chance, um, Tom Brokaw's immigration controversy, because yeah. I was a little, yeah. uh, you know, again, things that make me go, hmm, for right, the week. So right. before we jump into that care... How was your birthday? How was your week? Let's uh, do a little catch up. My birthday was uneventful. My husband is traveling in Vegas. Oh. So, um, oh, that's right. I forgot he was away. Yeah. So my daughter and I just went out for... The day started, I'm, I'm trying to do this shake diet thing again. Oh. I'm trying to get back into it, right? So the day started, I got to work, and one of my lovely co-workers brought me in muffins from the oh. gingerbread construction company. But Wait, I was like, "What's a gingerbread construction company?" Oh, it's stop. We live here, and you don't know. Is it here in Lexington? It's in Winchester. Okay. They have the most amazing muffins. But anyways, the point was, she brought in this gesture. How can I not eat the muffin? So you know, typical my personality, I ate the muffin, and well, whoop, that you know, yeah. day's gone. There's no recovery. And from if that. you were planning on going out to dinner with, the I daughter, wasn't. Oh. But then, you know, went out for pasta, the whole bit, wine, yeah. just throw it all in the bag, yeah. start fresh the next day. Sometimes you got to do that. Yeah, and it, it, it's it was a birthday fine. Too. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. But anyways, besides that, uneventful, but nice. Uneventful. Maybe we'll get to celebrate a little bit this weekend. Yeah. I know, birthdays, sometimes these beginning of the year birthdays just creep up on you and you're like, oh my gosh, shit. And, and I feel like there's a lot of, you know, December, January. Yeah. Well, Emmy's is next week yeah. and I have nothing. Right. She, I, I even try to say, what, what kind of cake do you want? And she's like, well, I don't know. And I said, I but know. we're leaving for Florida the next day. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of your birthday present. Right. You get to go, you know. Have a little mini vacation. So I'm over birthdays. I am too. Fine. I am too. I don't even care if anybody remembers. It I'm the same. Because I'm kind of like, I don't remember, so. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I think I texted your husband, I should know your birthday. And I'm like, is it the 28th or 29th? <laughs> I can never remember the day. Um, okay, so why don't we jump into the first topic I wanted to get into was given the Super Bowls this weekend and... You know, the Patriots are always in it. That little controversy around 
Tom Brady and his just being the GOAT or whatever and what it takes to be that successful on a consistent basis. What is it that you would alter or change about yourself if you could? Uh, I've been taking a poll all week to different people and asking them the question. Random people, anybody I talked to on the phone, I'm like, just curious, you know, and I've gotten some interesting results that I want to share with you and then ask you the same question. But I'm wondering how you're tying that in with Tom Brady. Did I'll tell he talk him. about that? No, he didn't talk about okay, it. But we're going to get to that. The, the 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 reason that I want to bring it all into where the Patriots are consistently in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Belichick's style of coaching, Tom Brady's style of training, and and their dedication and, and ability to adjust their world mm-hmm. to make things happen that they want to happen right. consistently. Right. So that's kind of how I was thinking about it. Um, first of all, I was thinking about the fact that people have been talking about the Patriots' success, right, and what makes the Patriots' success. And I was saying to my husband, I was like, well, you know, there are no egos on that team. People come in, because we were talking about Gronk, who I, I love, mm-hmm. you know, and he, and he was like saying, I'll do whatever the doctor orders or whatever the coach orders. Right. And he was like, if they want me to block the entire game, I'll block the entire game. Yeah. I don't have to catch a pass and score a touchdown. Do I want to? I'm sure he does. But they're willing to play on that team and do the grunt jobs in order for the whole team to succeed. And we don't see that ever in any other um, in, in any other organization. And that's why Belichick succeeds, because he takes players that may not be the stars on every other team, but he knows they're going to be willing to sacrifice their egos, play on that team, and do what it takes for that particular job, for that particular play to win. And if you don't want to do that, don't come to the Patriots. Yeah. Don't work. Don't don't play under Bill Belichick because that's what he's um, that's what he's driven by. And you see it every time he's on a press conference, and they want him to praise Brady. He's like he's he's doing his job. He's not giving. I mean, yes, he'll eventually praise him, but for the most part, you're here to do a job to win a championship. Well, that that's true. I I really don't. You know, I I enjoy watching football, but I'm not like an avid. Football like watcher. I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, I do because Ann is watching it, but you know, I don't really like care yes, until like it's down to the final thing or whatever. Right. But I do know uh, when we were watching the um, the playoff game, right? When uh, Kansas City, yeah, they got a touchdown. Okay, and they, I think they had pulled ahead of us at this point. I don't know what point of the game it was in. It was a great game on both sides, right? But the um, two people in the end zone started to celebrate. Yep. And I said, oh, they just lost the game. Right. Like, they had that moment of euphoria, like, yeah, we got it. Where the Patriots, yeah, they're psyched when they score. They never have that moment. They're always about... The next play. Every individual yep. play. Yeah. One play at a time. Like, there's never like, yeah, we got it. At a, and, you know, we come off as... Or the Patriots come off as, you know, to other people so arrogant yes. and everybody hates them. And really, they're actually very humble. They're very humble. Team. There's there's lessons to be learned in the way they operate. And that's, you know, from the beginning, a long time ago, I would say to my son when he was playing baseball and he'd like strike out and he'd come down sullen, head down. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 no. 
the second you give up, yeah, it's over. Right. And it's all mental. Like I love when Belichick is constantly talking about mental toughness. It's about how to keep your brain from going down a path of negativity. Yeah. And this, you know, somebody else scores and many other teams immediately get go negative and and they're out of it the the patriots never seem to think that they're out of it and that's what i i try to tell the kids too like you can never ever give up on anything if it's whether you think it's over and it might be that game might be over but there's going to be another game tomorrow there's going to be another test tomorrow there's going to be whatever it is so have in your head that that ability to keep wanting to try or wanting to do better. And I thought that that was, you know, an interesting topic in the sense of Tom Brady has, when he was drafted, I mean, they keep showing pictures of him like a little bit chubby, not chubby, well, but like. Well, he was drafted and filling in for Drew Bledsoe. I and mean, he, he was not in shape and he was yeah. not in the shape that he is now, but he's over the course. Now, listen, nobody's. Nobody's hiring his um, uh, chef and creating right. those meals. Right. But the point is, is it's something he wanted to do. And granted, money plays a part in this. I get it. But it's something he wanted to do. So he changed his whole mental and physical training so that he could play into his 40s. It's yeah, I mean, that's not remarkable. that's not money because lots of that people is, have money. Yeah, that's true. That is, that is and then the thing is, like, he, I sometimes I think he's like a weirdo and I, I don't, you know, buy into everything too, yeah. he's talking about. But there's something so admirable about his mental state. Like, yeah. and the thing is, like, you're saying, you know, they never think they're out. I never think they're out. Exactly. I'm, I'm always knowing, like, They've created an atmosphere where their leader has said it's not over, right. and, and it, everybody trusts in that. And every, you know, everybody's sitting at home, whatever. Right. Everybody knows this isn't over. This it, is. It's so true, and and they all have Edelman, Gronk, you know, uh, Devin McCourty, all the all the um, defensive guys too. They all have that same. You got to take their coat off again. It's oh making my too God. much I have a tank top on. Oh, it's negative things. one out. Put, Put my other black little. I'm gonna put a blanket no, on. No, just I'm put, okay. put that little coat on because take your headphones off okay. and put it on. I'll keep talking. My point is, is that did you Edelman was uh, mic'd up and he was like, "You're old man. You're an old man." No, it's mine. Um, tight. Just it'll just just put it over your shoulders. Um, I made Carrie switch jackets. You gotta remember that Sorry. when you're coming here in the morning. <laughs> jackets make too much noise. Well, you know what I really I what I'm sure everybody's already seen the. Um, video that Tom Brady posted of them walking through the it's airport. It's so great. But the thing that's so great about the video is, yeah, it's a little cocky and arrogant, but I he said nothing. They're both kind of shrugging their shoulders, mm-hmm. smiling, yeah. like what no one's like, you know, yeah, we got it. And they that, have every right to be arrogant. Of but course, but they know better. Listen, anytime you're filming Gronk walking behind I know, you with his I know. Goofy so face, if there's any that's he's gonna be on our coffee cruise crush because I've already, okay. I'm deciding already. Anyways, um, yeah, so I, so Bart and I had to um, take a drive this week, and we were talking about the Patriots. We were talking about different things, and he said to me, if there's one thing you could change about yourself, what would it be? And I said, you know, it, that's a huge question, loaded question, but I said uh, two things. I would require a lot less sleep, and I would have a photographic memory. Wow. So, um 
those so I, I just blurt those two things out and then of course he says his own thing and it's more like you know he'd lose weight and and it was and have hair and all of those things right, right. and um and I thought so it just got me thinking so I started asking a bunch of different people I'm not going to use names but uh and then I'll let you tell me if you have one but yeah, before I go into what what results that I came away with, what would you change? Well, first of all, I'm fascinated that you said require less sleep because you require no sleep. I I, I still require seven, six, seven hours of sleep. Okay. I do. I, I mean, Tina's up at the crack of dawn, am, wide awake, but... busy with her day. I don't know what could be less sleep. You know, I guess you. She texted me that question, and my. You know, of course, my immediate go to is something. Physical, Mm -hmm. like, you know, oh, be thinner or, Mm -hmm. you know, not love food so much or something, you know. (laughs) Then I was really trying to think about, no, like, that's so... Wait till I tell you Grace's, but go ahead. Yeah, that's just so superficial. Like, what would I really... What would change... So change about myself that would change my life That's exactly the question. And Bart said, what would alter your life in a way that would be so beneficial to you if you changed? And, and, And I guess my... And I couldn't think of, like, a typical example, but I sort of feel like it's carried me through my... I would take more risks oh. and I would like bet on myself more mm-hmm. um, because yeah, like being thin or fat, it's just still me at it's the end of you. the day exactly. and I've been both and right. It, right. it really doesn't make all that much difference, but I guess, yeah, like to change the outcome of your life is the bigger question. To change the, and that's why after talking about the Patriots and what they have done or what Brady has done, it that's what got me thinking about it. And and you know when Bart said if I if I lost in his head if he lost the weight it would change his sleeping patterns he would snore less he would feel less grumpy he would uh, you know all so he feels like that would change his life. Okay. And when he asked me and I said well I I have a million and one things to do and I get so upset at the t- at. 10 o'clock when I'm tired and I don't want to be tired. I want to go and watch a show that I haven't seen or don't do something else. Oh and, my God. And I want to just be able to retain information better because that would make me you know quicker, smarter, holding information in my head. So maybe I'd be a little more funny at times or just plain funny in general. I feel like the best comedians are the ones that are the smartest. I feel like that would change my speed of life. And But interesting. the interesting part about the survey and it's, you know, it's not being, scientific survey. Yeah, non-scientific. <laughs> uh, MIT did not sponsor the survey, but um, the I'd say seventy-five percent of of the people that I asked asked or wished or whatever requested something that they could actually change. Right. That it is something that they have in their power to do. While about twenty-five percent were wishing for things like, like I don't know if I could get a photographic memory. That's not like, right. but I could, you know alter certain things but a lot of it was a a few of moms that I talked to uh said Mm risk-taking that they would exactly how you put it bet on themselves more uh take more certainly take more risks um and and trust themselves in their abilities more than they have which I thought was fascinating whereas a few of the men that I asked for were all about like their physicality like height hair, more muscle tone, that kind of thing, how they dressed. Their abilities typically didn't come into play here. They're not afraid to take, generally men aren't afraid to take risks. They just go out there and whether they're, whether they're uh, capable or 
of the job, of the qualities of the job, or whatever it might be, they just feel like they can do it, and they do it, versus yeah. women who are a little bit more hesitant. But I'm surprised the men chose something. Yeah, physical. it was it was always about being in, in a little bit better shape, uh, having the ability to dress better. Interesting, right? Like, that one was something. Yeah, but that's um, so easy. It's well, that's Go to Nordstrom's and have the personal shopper pick out your clothes. And certainly, I didn't... Uh, I didn't clarify the question as much as, you know, what would what would you change that would alter your life significantly? Right. So maybe if I adjusted the question, I just said, if you could change something about yourself, what would it be? Yeah. The interesting, other interesting thing that came out of it was um, when I asked kids, like I asked, you know, Henry's friends or, you know, a bunch of different people. And um, so Gracie's would, she would not want to eat as much sweet food. So, because she's, isn't that? That makes me want to cry. It makes me want to cry, too. She's like, I just wish I didn't like it so much, Mom. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, oh, honey, it's okay. But she's like, I just always like it. And I go, I know, (laughs) we all like it. So she's like, I wish I just didn't like it. And I'm like, well, okay, we can fix that. And then Emmy, um, she made a comment, or she said that she wishes that, she wishes that she would always have the right answer or right text when she send messages out there. Oh my gosh. She's stressed about yeah. responding and the social and that's 14. Your your social world yeah. is like she's worried constantly that she might say something or do something that's going to um like upset somebody and then send a whole ripple effect of drama because I feel like that's what's been going on with her lately. So she wants to to change that, you know. Not to get off on no, a side ahead. thing about that, but it's so funny, like when um I do talk to my youngest daughter, like she'll read me a text mm-hmm. and she's inferring so mm-hmm. much meaning meaning out of the word like uh yes. can't. Somebody responded can't. And she was like, Mom, she said can't can't you know I'm like it's okay. She can't. Right. That's all it means. Right. She can't, like, and she's inferred 15 horrible scenarios sure. with the one word. Like, right. Right. I, and that's part of the problem where you don't hear somebody say it. Because somebody, if you were asking somebody, they wouldn't just say a one word answer. They'd be like, oh, geez, I'm sorry. I can't do that. Or right. I've got my mom said this. Or there would be a sentence behind that. Right. But if you can do a one word answer in a text... It can mean in anything. And, and the thing, too, is I think that the kids, um, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know if it's that they're sort of, like, self-centered or self-focused, but I'm like, maybe maybe she's busy. Maybe she's eating. Maybe she only had a quick minute to right. write something right. down. Like, it's right. not, everything isn't about disparaging you. You know, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's just a word. Right. No. Right. Or yet. Like, right. there doesn't have to be some huge, and maybe, um, stupid, maybe there really is. But you even know, if there the is, even if there is, I said to Emmy, I go, there's a little phrase that um, you learned when you watched a Tom Cruise movie. You just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't the Tom Cruise movie. What was the, the um, risky business? You just got to say what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So I turned it around to say, Emmy, sometimes you just have to say, you know, like, I don't give. Yeah. I, I don't care. If you care about every little thing, it's going to cripple you. Exactly. And um, to circle back a little bit, what I, besides um, the percentage of people that wanted to change things that they actually could change if they turned their mindset mm-hmm. into, you know, really what they want uh, versus something that's like a superpower, let's say. Um, the other thing that came out of it was the differences in you know, age groups of, so kids were 
there was a sensitivity on themselves, of course, you right. know, and what, what affects them uh, versus, you know, my age, it was more things of like, we're, we're kind of given up, not given up, but I'm not wearing a bikini. I'm not, you know, like, yeah, you're looking back at like with a little bit of regret. So this is how I would have done things differently instead of the mindset of from this point forward, sure. this is what I'm going to do. Sure. And it was interesting to think like, we as and it is true with age comes a little you know certain different perspectives certain wisdoms about what matters more yeah and how you can look at things versus the 20 somethings they were all you know like I, I you know I wish that I could um the best singer or you know like I, I wish I had an amazing voice mm-hmm. that you know I could go record music or I wish I was an amazing artist or something that make to make them famous mm-hmm. which was an interesting I'd say I'm I'm overgeneralizing because some of them were, you know, very like humble too in their uh, desires for things. But in general, that that mid-range set of 20-somethings were for something to like give them some stability, mm-hmm. like have some quality that's going to produce something that they can like bank on and not necessarily to be completely famous or rich, but just so that they could not stress about that piece. Well, I was thinking when you asked the question, I was thinking... Uh, Along those lines, too, of like, oh, like if I could have a character, a quality or characteristic that I don't have. And I was like, oh, thinking I would love to be able to sing. And really not to be famous, but it's so joyful. Like you think about if you knew how to, and we all know how to sing. I mean, sing well. Yes. I just feel like it would add a dimension or level to your life of joy or expressing joy that you don't express in the same Kind of way. I know. I was thinking about our coffee cruise crush, like um, my current self, my twenty self, yes. and my child self. Like, who would I take on a oh, coffee cruise? Oh, that is a crush? really good one. That's amazing. Oh boy, I don't. Yeah, I know. Well, we can. Yeah, but put I mean, a pin in that. We can but... put a pin in that because you know, if you were able to take one of them on it, you know, and which one do you want to just crush and be like, oh my god, go away? Yeah, I want to crush my middle self. <laughs> Me my... too. <laughs> my twenties self, like my yeah. early twenties. By yeah. my mid twenties, I, I got my shit together a little bit, but my early twenties, I was just a mess, insecure <laughs> yeah, mess. mess. God, like, oh, and so, ugh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely want to crush that, but um. Yeah, so any so to to circle back to the fact that if you could change something, what does it mean to and it goes back to the new year's resolutions too. Like people decide in the in that moment like I something's bothering me and I want to or I, I wish I could change that. Mm-hmm. And it's the question is if you if you identify it, if you say, "Oh, this is what I want." You can also then say, "Is there a way to get it?" Is there a way to get it? And how would I do that? So when I think about Tom Brady, he's like, I want to play when I'm 45. Right. Is there a way for me to do that? And he's found a way. Yeah, and he's... he's put a plan together and he's found a way. So it's like, is there a way for whatever, um, you know, my husband to whatever, do lose what he wants? Of course there's a way. Mm-hmm. But are you willing, number one. To put are, in the work. To put in the work. To put, you know, to dedicate that part of you. And how comfortable are you in your current environment that, mm, I don't know, do I really need to do that? Well, like, exactly. Then it sort of makes it glaringly clear. How much do I really want that goal? Of course. Like, it probably isn't that important to Or me. if it is. And there's a certain level of complacency that keeps one from making changes. Well, change is scary. Even if you change think scary, right. it's going to be... Um, 
beneficial to you or it's going to improve your life or something. It's still an unk. I'm it's fine a risk. Here. I'm, yeah, it's, it's a, a risk. risk. It's a risk, and that you know the risk thing does cover so much because. If you were a, just an overall risk taker, you'd jump into everything right. and not worry about the the pitfalls. But and that that was the other thing is like a your mindset. And I know there's this whole study with kids about are they born with a certain mindset or can you create an open mindset? And like kids, the second you tell someone they can't do something or they're bad at something, they close that door yeah. instead of always telling kids that they can do anything that they want. Yeah. Of course they can do anything that they want. And it keeps their mindset open. And it's tricky to, um, you know, to, to continue as a parent to make sure that you're constantly encouraging your kids to, of course, you can you can do anything you want, even if you are, a, you know, a horrible singer. But Yeah, well, I had somebody um, explain to me once about like a teenager's brain or something. Yeah. And it was... Um, it's like a path, there's like pathways through the woods. Right. Okay. So the clearest path is the negative path. I'm horrible. I can't do it. I And if they continually walk down that path, they're flattening the brush right. in that area. And it's becoming easier and easier to go that way. Right. And there's all kinds of other paths, but you just have to like hacksaw them yeah. down. And it takes a lot of work. And when the easier path looks easier to go on you have to just train your mind yes to go the in the other direction and start clearing a new path and he's like think of it as if you were walking through the woods that would take months that would take years right. and it does but take, it does right but you'll get there you'll yeah. get to the other side if you keep going it is it's interesting yeah i don't know i you know just keeping their doors open and and keeping their mindset open is an interesting thing. Speaking of that, did you see the um I think you told me about it, the uh thing on CNN about the three identical strangers, the three no. boys who um were triplets that got separated at birth. It's called uh three identical strangers and it's um three brother three brothers born to a single mom in 1961. And at the direction of some Jewish adoption agency and the psychiatrist there, the three infants were intentionally placed with families at different economic levels, like one blue collar, one middle class, and one a more affluent family. Those families each had adopted a baby girl from the same adoption agency, so they had this already premise of the family or understanding of the family, but each of the families were not told that there the boys had a brother or that they were part of triplets. The story follows the brothers who accidentally find themselves uh, or, or reunite with themselves like 19 years later and what had, and they come to find out that uh, this agency had concocted the study. The results of the study were never published because it was yeah, it's not terrible ethical. what they did to these kids. Right. The point to come back to what we were talking about is... Every parent has a, these are identical DNA kids. They, the similarities when they, they went on, you could see them. You go back and YouTube them. They're on, they were on every talk show. They liked the same cigarettes. They, they had the exact same mannerisms. They played the exact same sport, like all the similarity things, but the debate between nature and nurture, right? As yeah. far as what parent gave them certain abilities to cope with stress or believe in themselves. Someone had said that the fact that these boys were separated at six months old was incredibly traumatic for infants. And spoiler alert, one, one ends up committing suicide because um, 
he just he didn't have the the support of his family. Now, I'm not saying like that can happen and there's mental illness and everything right. like that, but the point of trying to create an open mindset for your kids um, is really important. The nurture aspect of it, the nurture aspect of pushing your kid, not pushing because I don't want to get into, you know, tiger mom territory, but encouraging your kids to always try and not worrying about failing and all of those things to get the things that they want, even if it's like pipe dreams, whatever, is really important it wasn't it was fascinating you know i have to go back i've never it's heard called of this. three identical strangers and the boys you know you know it, they were fascinating but the, the reality is is they did it with several different groups several different twins that eventually bumped into each other yeah. randomly so well yeah i mean that's just you know the endless battle of nature versus nurture right. and i mean it both they both play a huge part they both play a huge part, and I guess that's the, you know, one one woman who was talking, she was like, you know, with identical trends, your your destiny is is determined by your DNA, or, you know, she had one side of it, and in the end, it was pretty clear that, no, you're not, nothing's destined by your DNA. Certain characteristics or, you know, whatever, milk allergy might be, but your ability to find tools or to use emotion and love and support to guide you and and help you through things is a real real thing and I look at people like Tom Brady or whoever who have decided that they want to do something and they've found a way whoever there's so many successful people that you can you know point to Mm -hmm. but I think it's about you know your support staff your yeah and people who don't make it or end up overdosing or something it's like something went wrong right something went wrong so no, he definitely has um, goals, mindset in mind, and you're so right. I think he has a really good support team behind him. I mean, he's always talking about his mom and his yeah. sisters and his family and, and his he wife. Wa- he I once mean, said, you know, he was talking about, I forget the player who, you know, ended up leaving the Patriots or whatever. And he said, you know, these young guys who are in their early, in their 20s that, might not have the best home life or right. not a stable marriage yet or whatever. It's they're in a much different place mentally to keep themselves motivated when I have I I can go home knowing my wife has everything under control. Right. I can go and do this job completely and focus on it and not worry about anything else. Whereas, you know, your twenties are a hard time for anybody, but um if you have a support staff, it's a, it's, you know, it certainly helps everything. Anyways, that was a roundabout way to go through the Super Bowl and what I feel about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I think that I love his coaching style. I love the fact that he, he creates an environment where it's like, listen, there is a way to win. And this is, so he had a goal. This is the way it works. And if you don't buy into my way, you can't, yeah, you can't be here. And, and it's not the right place for you either. Right. If you feel like you need to score a touchdown every game, it's this isn't the, the place for you. So, Well, let's just hope they win on Sunday now that we've been carrying on about them. I, you know, I know. <laughs> if they win, they win. I don't know. exactly Whether they win or they... I mean, they didn't win last year, so right. who knows? I don't see how they can't win, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, it's always close. It's, it's always, always close. And the Rams are like... They, they've started off with the controversy because... Supposedly they shouldn't have even been in the play. Right. Because right. so we don't have to go into that. All right. Well, moving on, why don't we go into um 
the latest episode of Keeping Up with the Trumpanos, if you want to jump into that. I, I just I just want to say, um, somebody maybe should tell, maybe should say to him, why don't we call it um, global colding instead of global I, warming? I don't know what's going on with him. He, why is he obsessing? About the, I mean, somebody has to have explained to him at this point about global warming and how it works. Yet he continually, I don't know, I don't know if retweets have. every time it's cold outside. Like that's not what global warming is, you idiot. I, I know. People have have to have, and that's the thing. That's when you have to know he's he's not listening. He's not listening. Like he's not listening to his um, advisors. Advisors, well, that's clear. and I mean all, all any of that, national like, security. They're wrong. They're wrong. And you know this how? What research have you done? Nothing. You you sit, right? And then experts come and present things to you, right? And then you have to make an educated decision. An educated decision isn't they're wrong. It's can can we have an explanation of that from the other side? Has anybody else told you anything differently? These are the people that you hired to advise you right. on our nation, the world, our security, and you. Why bother? Why right. have them? And I think that there's, you know, there is a combination of factors. One certainly could be the Mueller thing and the Russia thing and all of that BS, not BS, but all of the stuff that's going on where he is not listening to his national security advisors about uh, Venezuela, whatever, yeah. sanctions, etc. But the other piece of it is just his pure egotistical narcissism and the fact that he says, well, I don't believe in global warming or I, uh, the border, the Mexicans coming across the border is the threat. Whereas he just, it's his, it's his own egotistical manner of saying to himself, I do know better. He truly believes that and it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, he absolutely believes it. Christy, Chris Christie was on last night. Did you see promoting saw, his book? I saw Chris Christie on, um, Sunday on, uh, meet the press or whatever and i thought he was great i he thought was he was like, great you know he was very tried to be impartial yeah. and he is more you know slated to supporting right trump but he also was like he surrounds himself with thugs and goons like and he said something to the effect that you know uh i think chris cuomo said to him why doesn't somebody like tell him why doesn't somebody get do. to him and chris christie said the second you do that you're out like, but he did do that. That's what, and that's why he's out. That's why he's not part of the cabinet. Yeah. He said, and he's like, you got to remember, he's a 72-year-old man who could give a rat's ass. He right. just, he doesn't really, and that's the part that I get come back to. It's like, he doesn't really care. Because if he cared, he would at least take the information in and not spew complete, utter disinformation as far as just something simple like global warming. Yeah, I just want him to come out with like an educated statement right. about something. Not just, this is how I feel. Right. Like, we all feel come certain things. Come on, thing. global whamming. Yeah, like, <laughs> just come out with some basis for something you were saying. Come out right. with some statistics, some 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 truthful statistics, and facts, again, I gave, knowledge. Right, I gave him the Grammarly app. Like... Can we just... Oh, such a dope. Put, I guess, is whamming an actual word? But Grammarly would have caught that. It would have been like, uh, you know, error, error. Yeah. Red, a red little circle with errors at the bottom. And he could have just been like, oh, what's that error? Okay, warming. I don't know. That part. And he sets himself up constantly, which 
you know. And 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 it's the, here's the other thing that like really annoys me about all the um Trump supporters and uh, you know, separate yourself from the man and just just support the policies that he's putting in place, right? Like that whole uh-huh. diatribe yep. that's going on right now of people trying to recover from yes. their bad decision. Yeah. Like another person has been arrested that's in connection with him. If I hear again that it's not connected, you are who you surround yourself with. If I surround myself with dirtbags, I am a dirtbag. Like it it just they have a connection to him. Whether you want to believe he ordered them to do it or not, these are who he follows as friends and people and they might just say well that's fine that's not against the law to surround yourself with somebody who's going to jail it isn't against the law and and, and here's the thing with the the just i'm getting off track now yeah. the roger no. stone guy no no i want i have him on here i want to talk about roger <gasps> okay the joker yeah first of all he's doing the nixon it's two fingers yeah. he's got a tattoo of nixon on his back mm-hmm. you are a 75 year old man what is going on like Nobody goes off to Florida and just retires like grandpa anymore. He's still a thug. He's still. Uh, and then when he tried to come out and be like, I'm a, you know, elderly man yes. and they oh, surrounded yes. my house. I what? have no gun. I have no legitimate um, updated passport. I'm not a flight risk. I was not. And you know what? That all may be true. He doesn't own a gun and all of that stuff. But he he could have easily snuck something in you know to his safe to and just they, right they don't know what blow he's it up gonna for do. a second and, yeah and um who's the good morning america guy stephanopoulos yeah no, okay. and george was like well that that's standard protocol it's not against yeah. you that's what they do right if they feel like there's something in there that they need to protect yeah that's just how it's done i i don't know and and it's it's exhausting to me. The whole yeah. Mueller investigation is exhausting to me because I just keep thinking, how can we not have, have a connection to have him yet? yet? How I can know. this not be? I had a moment. Enough? I had a moment of sickness during this week that I said, "Oh, geez, what if he doesn't have anything? What if this whole thing comes out?" And I mean, obviously there's stuff, but what if there's not enough to actually? be against the law. I don't know. I mean, there's well, people obviously are going to jail, but maybe, you know, what if they don't have enough specifically on him? Will it be enough to send Javanka or whatever they're calling those two um or Donald Jr. or whatever? I don't know. It's um and too like so when I was listening <laughs> to Roger Stone talk and he's very sure of himself and he's doing all this press tour and if I'm only listening to that piece of it, I was like, "Oh god." Right. We don't have anything. Right. And then they had, I think it was Chris Christie who was on right after him. Right. And they said, you know, you know, what's your take? And he's like, oh, oh no, this is, this is yeah. serious. This is lock solid. Yeah. Like, this is not. Um, and he said, you know, he said last night, Chris Christie said, you know, I told Trump, you can fire Flynn. First of all, I told him never to hire Flynn. And then I told him, you can fire him or fire Comey, but you have to understand what that's going to signal to everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you choose not to, you're just continually poking the bear and they're going to continue to be like, oh, that's a, that's a red flag. I'm going to go in that direction now. And, and he said, like, he if he just kept his mouth shut, maybe this would have been quieted down and we would never know. But the lucky, he's like, the good news is 
he does have a narcissistic personality that's going to continue to poke the bear. And that's probably why it's taking Mueller so right. long. Is that every time we turn around, there's a new door that has to be investigated. And that takes time. So, I don't know. It, it is... The, the Roger Stone piece of it, I don't understand the mentality of anyone that who, even if you liked Nixon, because he, you know, if you look at his accomplishments as a president, which I don't know specifically other than the China thing that he did, um, you could pick apart a couple things to be like, yeah, he was at least an educated man, wanted to be president, but he, I mean, racist, bigot. All of those things, liar, crook. Right, and why would you align yourself or mimic him at this point? Because when you are about to be prosecuted, you're you're so arrogant. You've gotten yourself to this point in life that you're un, you're invincible. I think they all think that it's possible, but also that the the ingrained desire to make America the way they want it to be and not the way it actually is is so strong for somebody that like they're him. they're willing to sit in jail for their twilight years. They don't think that they're going to. They're willing to be like, I don't... Yeah, they're willing to think that their version of America is Nixon's version of America. And that's what he thinks. And he he's... I mean, otherwise, what other mental state could do you have to be I, in? I don't know. That's why it's just to, mind-boggling to me. I don't understand it. And the Nixon, did you see the Nixon Foundation totally distanced themselves from Roger Stone? That's they great. Said, they were like, <laughs> uh, he was... We don't want anything to do yeah, with him. He was not an advisor in the yeah. Nixon. He was 19 years old and he came in like after, tried to like yeah. do some stuff. <laughs> no, thank you. Bye-bye. Oh my God. See you later, crazy white-haired dude with the weird glasses. Oh. I, he is a fascinating character, though. I mean... Yeah, he's really the only one who's come out defiant. Right. I mean, the others have sort of, you know, kept quiet. I just, this or... is the thing. Mueller seems like such a badass to me. Like, if he got in a room with Mueller, let's just say, let's just picture the movie, and Mueller's there, and they're sitting across the desk, and Roger Stone, don't you, can't you just see Roger peeing his pants? Like... I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I could see Trump peeing his pants, but I don't know about, I mean, I could see Roger like just crumbling to, to Mueller's intelligence and integrity and his stance. And I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like Mueller's a badass and I hope to God. I hope you're right. Yeah. I hope to God. Well, I before we coming. leave the, um, keeping up with the Trumpanos, I just want to touch a little bit base, uh, a little bit back on Nancy and the fact that. He is going to do a State of the Union next week. Okay. And, you know, she's invited him in to do the State of the Union. Mm -hmm. And she is an interesting... I did the, you know, the last Mom Save America public service announcement on her because I didn't really know much about her. I was ignorant in the sense of, like, where she had come from. And everybody is saying, he doesn't have a nickname for Nancy. Nancy's like... She's the one who has some sort of power over him right now. So, you know, when they do the State of the Union and there's all the, um, oh. when you make a good point, yes. your side stands up and yes. claps. And Will there be no clapping? Are all those Republicans going to stand up yes, and cheer for they him? they are going to stand up and cheer for him. They are. You could bet your how, bottom dollar on it. How? Because they He's are... He's ruining your party. He's bringing you down. Because they call themselves Republican. What else can they do? I guess. And I, I think guess. I think there's a little bit of fear. I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of fear over those people that just continue to um, 
you know, to continue to follow along the emperor with the no clothes. I mean, and and too like to so them. when he does, well, we'll have to wait and say what the state of the union is. Well, and what is he going to say? The but state of is our it union? just going to be all wall? Because I'm not sure what else he's doing. What else is going Somebody on? He writes the speech for him, so he's going to, you know. Like, yeah, but he goes off track. I know. Well, not with the state of the union. I don't think. I don't remember last year's. I don't remember I'm blocking it. I hope he does the stay on track, Donald. Stay on track. Right. Like the they the want mom. me to say this. <laughs> this is what they want me to say. But my my base wants me to say. <laughs> Walk her up, chanter. Oh. I know it's so funny. Um, okay, well, we're you know we're kind of out of time for this okay. uh, for this podcast, so I think we'll leave it with. We'll hope to see what happens with the Roger Stone, the Nancy Pelosi uh, update for next week's episode of Keeping Up with the Trampanos. There was one other point I was trying to make regarding Donald, but I can't remember it now. So at this point, we will be back with our Mom Save America public service announcement and a coffee cruise crush. Stay with us. For this Mom Save America public service announcement, I'd like to remind us about frame of mind, attitude, mood, proclivities, perspectives, etc. You know, to your life's daily events, how you act towards them. It is indeed hard to stay continually positive and upbeat for your partner, your kids, more importantly yourself, but study after study show, and the Patriots prove, that it is critical. The groundbreaking research between fixed and growth mindsets, I believe, play into the nature versus nurture debate. It seems to me that nature is kind of like your fixed mindset. Your DNA is what it is. Your height, eye color, for the most part, is fixed. People with fixed mindsets tend to believe their potential is as unchangeable as their DNA. And then I look at nurture as the open mindset. With care, attention, motivation support, a person will believe they can achieve anything if they're willing to work for it. We all, I think, tell our kids, you can be anything you want to be. We nurture and foster a mentality of positivity toward the possible. Nurture is also like, I've got your back when things go wrong, and they always do go wrong. Nurture is the structure behind the love. Who's going to catch me when I fall? Or more critically, who's going to teach me that falling's okay and getting back up is more important? Laughing about all your mess-ups is the best part. I'm not sure how to always stay positive. Life is hard and tragic, ugly, unfair. I do know that it is like a muscle. It's trainable, and it does get easier the more you do it. It really only works, though, if you have positive around you. So think about who you do surround yourself with. If negative is already in your head, it's too close. So try to get it out of your head. And as flight attendants say, put your oxygen mask on first before you try to help anyone else. Put the positive in your head first so you can guide others that are close to you. We want our kids to have open mindsets and believe they can achieve anything, but they're going to follow our lead. Have your own openness for yourself. I am sure I don't do that all the time as well, but I'm trying. There's much on this topic of open mindsets, and this PSA is just meant to instigate a movement for more. So I hope you try to surround yourself with others who do lift you up and not put you down. There are way too many cliches in that realm to name, so you guys get the point. Good luck. Carrie and I are back with the Coffee Cruise Crush, Patriot Style. We are going to do Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and Rob Gronkowski. This is really hard. Ugh. Is it? It's really hard for me. Um, okay, well, I guess Gronk's going on the cruise. 
I mean, along he has the a same, party bus. Right, along the same lines. But again, he might be exhausted. I don't know how I'll keep up, but I will take drugs. Yeah. I'm Whatever they, whatever I need to do, I will do. Okay, so I guess he's going on, um, he's going on the cruise. I mean, seriously. I know, he's so cute. You see the Tide Pod commercials? It's the best. Tide Pods. And I love that he has, like, the brothers, and they're doing, opening the gym, and I don't know. He just seems like a... Normal New England person to me. I don't even know if he's from New England originally. But. He's from Buffalo, New York. Okay, well, he's an upstate New York guy. All right, and then uh, I guess I'm I guess I'm crushing Edelman only because well I don't know the beard. Does the beard get the you beard right bothers now? me? Oh my god, the beard totally bothers somebody, me. Somebody, um, I'll post it on um, the Mom Save America page. It is so funny. Somebody. Um, Posted a picture of Edelman and Cornelius. Um, oh yes, about the gold. No, I didn't see it. Cornelius but like from, from the Christmas from from Rudolph. Yeah. Oh my God, they look identical. Well, I would definitely post. Seriously, that that's great. Wait, speaking of um, posting, you you know I got hot hacked this week. My Facebook. I saw that. So you messaged me I on messaged... Facebook, and I haven't opened it. No, you don't. Said, but now I don't know how to get rid of the because now it keeps saying I have one message pending. I'm trying to. It's a spam. It'll it'll it's a virus or something. But you know what's funny is I was just saying whatever a couple podcasts ago. I keep getting your email this, got like, hacked. Yeah, alert that something got hacked, and this is why I hate social media. This is why honestly the hardest part about Mom Save America. I could do the podcasting piece of it all day. The promoting on yeah. social media freaks me out yeah so the second you know like i get the mom save america facebook everything's linked up within what a week somebody hacks into facebook and the best part about it is that everybody knew who texted me like i never send anything on messenger or facebook i don't know well, the best use is the, the message i haven't clicked it open yet but the message is is this video you, you right so i know if i open it it's some sort of Porn. pornographic video that's the point <laughs> that i so was saying funny. they were maybe because we were just talking about porn no but they, <laughs> the email said to me if you like something about porn, if you don't send bitcoins, right, right, bitcoins, will prove that you're watching porn or doing. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. And yeah, that it's like such a. It's, it's so annoying. It's so annoying because it's true. I spent like an hour and a half trying to shut down everything without losing everything, and then re- I had to get on the phone with Facebook, and they had to like clean stuff up. It is real pain. Yeah, in it's the a ass. pain. And the point I'm trying to make is. I don't know what they're, what they're trying to get. They're trying to get Bitcoins or whatever me to send money. <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, listen, people, you anybody who knows me out there barely goes on Facebook. And I certainly don't use Messenger. Right? So they knew immediately. Why would you send me a video? Yeah. And, and <laughs> so certainly stupid. not you. Okay. Anyways. All right. So I guess I'm crushing Edelman only because I feel like I would like to take Tom Brady to coffee um, as like an inspirational type speaker thing like I like um Tony Tony Robbins is that his oh, name Anthony Robbins Anthony Robbins yeah yes. I can get mine warped into that guy for hours on end so I'd really True. like to um I think Anthony Robbins is a much better speaker than Tom Brady, Tom Brady? that's that's neither here nor there okay well I I just want to know his mindset and I want to get in that frame of mind for life right and everything else and Edelman is just kind of chill like we, I almost feel like he should have been on our stoners coffee cruise crush I mean I don't know if he is a stoner but he definitely has that well, peaceful mindset he did to get him. suspended for drugs in the beginning of the year but right for, but, but it's supposed to be some herbal supplement well, or I'm something sure it was drugs along the lines yeah. of helping you heal versus yeah. and I doubt it was 
pot gummies. I gotta find that. It could be thing of Edelman. Okay, so while you're looking for that, I of course, even though I have promoting myself as a nine o'clock in bed person, I don't care. Like I said, what I would have to do to go on a cruise with Rob Gronkowski, but it would it would be my ultimate dream come true. And I wonder if there's so much pressure to that, honestly, for him. No. He's everybody's good time guy. Like, do you wonder if he's no. like, I don't want to be everybody's good time guy no, today. No, he does. You just think that's him. First of all, he doesn't He doesn't think in those terms. Like, I'm just a good time. This is who I am. Like, whether or not he wants to be or not, the, whatever comes out of his mouth is funny. Like, just his giggle. He can yeah, that little smirk he anything. did was funny. He could just, you know, I love when he was like, yeah, whatever the doctor orders or whatever the coach orders or whatever the coach doctor orders. Right. You know, he's like, whatever. He's funny. And I I just find his energy, his ability to laugh at himself, his his dedication to the Patriots. He could have gone so many different places. But that's what I like about him is that even though everybody loves him, there's not an ego to be had for Gronk. And well, and too, I mean, I think you know he's he is injured all the time. All the time. And I think what keeps him plugging along is this team, this leader, this. But coach. he's injured because people go after him. Yeah, they go after his knees. Well, and that's he's what a, they do. He's just a monster. He's so huge. He's a monster. Yeah, which is again what I love about him. Yeah. All right, so me and me and Gronk are hanging out as well. Uh, I'm crushing Tom Brady. Okay. I'm crushing Tom Brady because... You just carried on about him for an hour. I know. I know. It's because I feel like I know enough about him. I know know everything there is to know. I find him slightly dull in that that way. I I did think the weird kissing of your kid was kind of weird at that back last year. Remember that? The TV 12 thing? Okay. Um, And I'm just like, I, I could... Him, Giselle, the beautiful people thing. They've got enough. It's enough of you. I don't really, I don't feel like there's anything other than, listen, I can read about his program and I can watch his, his videos. I can talk to his chef about how he stays, um, physically in shape. That's, Mm -hmm. that's all I need to know. Edelman, on the other hand, I find Edelman as much as, yeah, the grizzly beard is so bizarre. I find Edelman a fascinating person because number one, he's little. He's not yep. a he But oh my god, ripped. Like when they show his arms and everything, I'm like, good God. He's ripped. He's um he is like an t- like a cockroach. He is never going away. He it's like every time he gets hit, I'm like, oh oh, he's done. And then he just gets right back up again. And my favorite part about Edelman is that when they mic him up. I was just gonna say that, Tina. And he's talking on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. He's there is a hilarious quote that he does uh, talking about his dad. I'm gonna find it right now and put it on here. Okay, I'm getting it. Ready? Here it comes. Laser focus! Laser focus! My dad always used to tell me when I was a young boy. When you got him down, you break their neck. That's what he used to tell me. I was like 12. I'm like, damn. It's like, that's kind of, that's, that's a lot. It's true. That's why I am the way I am, though. I, I, that is what I love most about Edelman is the sideline chatter. And he's never resting. It's no. Oh, and the in thing everybody's is, face. It doesn't matter what team you're on in right. life. There's always that kid on the team. Right. And they are so important to the team. Totally. Like, more important than, you know, the guy scoring touchdown yep. because they're constantly filling your head with... Positive. Positive. Yep. We've got this. Yeah. Like, yep. and, and that's tiring because sometimes 
you're saying those things and you are not really yeah. thinking them. But he never, he's always doing, I love that about I him. I love him. He's like, I caught that. I caught yep. that. I yep. caught that. Yep. I saw, watch, I caught that. And the other yep. guy was like, no, you didn't. And he's like, oh, no, watch it. I caught it. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God, you yep. did catch that. Yeah. It's awesome. No. And I love this past week when he was like, you're too old to yep. Tom Brady. Everybody says, you're too old. It's awesome. Yeah. He's a funny dude. I like him. I'm going, I mean, Listen, if I could take him and Gronk on the cruise, I, I know I would right? try to do that. But we yeah. can't we can't break the rules on this one. I break the rules all the time. Okay, everybody, I think um we are out for this week's episode of Mom Save America. Thank you all. Please, please hit the subscribe button. Tell a friend. Just give me one friend to subscribe, even if they don't listen religiously. <laughs> Come on, like us on Instagram or follow us on Instagram and um and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks so much. We're out. Mm-hmm.